Thank you for tuning in to the Charmed Connector. Here we will be connecting the dots between personal and professional life success. I'm your host, Marcia Sheehan, and I truly hope you enjoy what you're about to hear. Welcome back, friend. Okay, so today's topic is all about public speaking, and this is a beast that I have been intimately dealing with for the past few years. Um, So I know it's a very loaded topic and that there are others who struggle with it. So I wanted to provide some mindset shifts around it and then also some like tactical strategies that you can try out to kind of take the overwhelmingly negative charge away from public speaking. So um, we'll start at the beginning. No, just kidding. Uh, So the first... My first experience with public speaking was in elementary school. Um, I know it had to happen before, you know, like you're in group settings. So you actually like usually stand up and talk or do show and tell or whatever. But the first vivid memory that I have of being totally freaked out was it was either third or fourth grade. So I was in. Hampton, Virginia, and we had to do a report in social studies about volcanoes and uh, academically, I struggled a ton in school. Um, I feel like since my mid thirties, I was able to figure out how I learn, and that's I'm a very audio type learner um in school that doesn't really <laughs> back back when I was a youngin uh things were in written book form <laughs> so um I just was unable to read and process what I'd read uh memorization was never a strong skill of mine and so everything with that experience was terrifying for me um, because I had to learn about volcanoes and then I had to write about it and then I had to memorize it and then present it and God bless the aging brain because I have no recollection of how it went but I know that that was the first traumatizing experience that I had with public speaking so fast forward um The majority of speaking things after that in school, I I believe, were in groups, and that was always easier because, you know, (laughs) it's easier with numbers. Um, But then I remember my junior year of high school, I'd actually talked to the teacher and was like, look, I'm terrified of speaking in public. Like, it really freaks me out. And I felt like I was being super vulnerable with her. She's like, oh, I totally get it. And then, like, I did the presentation. She's literally sitting in the back and just, like, reading a book, not even paying attention. I'm like, what was the point of this presentation? You know, anyway, so um, 
So it was a very loaded subject for me. But once I started networking with women business owners, I uh, I saw other we- women doing it, and you know, I I knew that I had something to share and value to bring to other people, and so. I attended a networking meeting and there was a lady that was there. She was an author and she was talking about her book. And I just really connected with her because she was from a big family and she's like, I was, I was quiet and the only way to be heard was to be loud, but that just wasn't really my personality. And she talked about like her struggles with reading and or not reading with speaking in public. And she's the professor at a couple colleges in the DC area. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like she had like sunbeams shooting out of her head. You know, I was like, she has been put into my life at this exact moment for a reason. So I went up and bought a book and I fangirled and I told her and I was like, I related so much to what you're saying. I think it's amazing that you wrote this book and that you were able to speak to us so openly. And she had her son there who was, he he was like a late teen at that point. He was helping with the, um, the book sales. And I was just like, Oh, you know, cause my heart, cause I always want my kids to not only see me in that professional light, but also I just think that's an awesome, like bonding experience, you know? Um, especially for like male boys, <laughs> anyway, you know, for, for that gender to be at a female networking event and just, you know, it's like, that's how we create allies. But anyway, so she inscribed in the book, God, I can't remember it now. You really would have thought I would. I mean, I did prepare for this podcast because, <laughs> but anyway, she, it said something like it's time to stop being silent or it's time to start talking. I'll take a picture of it and share it on um on my Instagram uh, at Charm Cardinals, and I'll share it in the stories, or maybe I'll have like a podcast button on there, um, of the inscription and that the book. So I was just like, Ugh, like just watching, like reading that freaked me out. But then I did. I went immediately to the the president of that networking group, and I said I would love to speak at one of these events, you know, one of these networking meetings. Um, and then it was like two months of torture until that day came and, you know, the self-sabotage and the the stories and everything. So, um, but it was something I knew I needed to do. And so I'm going to share with you some, so that was back in, I think 2013 or 2014, no, it had to have been 2014 because the book that I read from this lady who was speaking, it actually is what was the gen- genesis for the Charm Cardinals for the society because she talks in her book about inviting friends in and like taking care of them and nurturing them and just giving them like an oasis from the normal hustle and bustle type situation. And I was like, it was the first time that I wanted to have people into my home since my oldest first birthday um and I was just like this is I would love to do that like small groups of women and so that's how charm cardinals came about so um so I did the speaking thing I 
prepared. I knew what I was going to talk about. I had a thousand, you know, note cards. Um, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but <laughs> by a professional, I've had multiple people I know say that I exhibit symptoms of it. And I do think like with my brain, I, I, I feel like I am like a highly sensitive person. So whenever there's a lot of um, feedback around me, it's, it's coming in at a higher level maybe than other people who can process it. So like when there's lights and sounds and all of that, like it's, it just kind of shocks me out of my system, you know? So that's part of the whole public speaking thing is like, it's a heightened experience because people are paying attention to you. You have that actual um, attention on you, but then, you know, there's silence and you're talking and you have your brain saying stuff and you're supposed to, cause I still can't to this day memorize stuff. It's just my, my brain. I haven't been able to really put any attention to that. Cause I don't really feel like it's a, I mean, whatever. So I did the, the speaking thing and it was, I blacked out when I was talking. Um, it was supposed to be 20 minutes and the person who was timing it, said, I'll give you a two minute warning. So I start talking and, you know, of course the first thing I do is say, I'm totally freaked out. Cause like, <laughs> that's, it's hard for me to not share like what's happening inside my brain. So, um, cause I, I'm not one of those fake it till you make it. I'm like, Oh, you're going to know that I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> and then like, I'm going to do it, you know, anyway. So so if that kind of stuff irritates you and you ever hear me speak, then come in two minutes late and you won't hear that part. Um, but I mean, I have grown a lot, so I don't, it doesn't freak me out as bad. But anyway, so I start talking and I'm kind of going off the notes, kind of not. And she, she like kind of nudges me and she goes two minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I keep talking and then she's like, you need to mention your business. And I'm like, oh, don't, how much time do I have? And she's like, your time was up. Like, anyway, so I thought when she gave me the two minute warning that I had been talking for two minutes, but I had in fact spoke for 18 minutes. So God only knows what was said. I didn't go off the notes like to a T because I kind of timed it, you know, um, and then I was like, right at the end, I'm like, oh yeah, and I have this business and I'll be selling some of the product <laughs> in the back. If you, Anyway, it was a very um, out-of-body experience, except it wasn't one of those where like you're watching yourself. Like, anywho, it was, it was an intense situation. So um, that kind of gave me shell shock for a while, but this is what I did in the meantime to pr- prepare myself for those situations. So and this is something that I think could help you too if you are one of those people who you know you have a message that you want to share and either you're uncomfortable with the actual physical act of speaking in public or you're uncomfortable with sharing vulnerably um, your beliefs or the message you believe that you should share. So, um one of the things that I think really helped me um, not just be be able to speak in public, but also to be like a, 
a leader was that I was well, started the society so that I was, you know, automatically the leader of that. Um, and it was invitation only. So the people that were actually coming to these things, like I knew them, you know, so it wasn't like I was speaking publicly. It was more like just that group. Um, but then I did for my, I belonged to a, uh, a, a female networking group and they had, uh, leaders for each group. And so it'd be like you and then like, you know, five or six other people, um, depending on, you know, who all could come and you're basically, you know, you're the designated person that starts the meeting and you get it, get things moving and you go from people to people, um, getting them to talk and stuff. So that, that opportunity helped me with, uh, facilitating that type of situation. And then, so I do think I, I've recommended that to other people. I'm like, there's always the want and need for meetup groups. So if you go to meetup.com and you actually start, it could be for anything. Like if you're into Monopoly, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but like if you're really into Monopoly or, you know, Pokemon or I can you tell I have two young boys? Um you can go and just create a group and then have people come and meet you. And then that kind of puts you in that position where you have to talk to these people, but it it should, I think the easiest way to get used to it is to have it be something that you are passionate about because then you don't have to be scripted. It's not like a work presentation where you have the PowerPoint and the, you know, um, so that's one suggestion I have. I also think, you know, volunteering, in a meeting, like if you, if you're at something, if you're at a networking meeting and they ask, you know, a lot of these uh, places ask for you to come and speak. So you can do that too. The The best thing when you're getting started is to make sure that it is a safe and secure space, something that is not going to be too, you know, like a mixed crowd, um, or where you're going to feel judgmental, like judge, judge, judged <laughs> anyway um so you want to have a safe space because there are going to be situations where like even to this day like you know i'll i'll be talking and then i'll look down and you know people are like on their phones or doing whatever like you can't control the way that people are going to hear your message or if they're going to hear it at all so it's best to do that in a group that you know like that they're just busy doing focusing on whatever it is they need to be focusing on at that moment. So another little trick I learned was to give the people stuff. So like when I public speak, I, I just like gifts, gifts is one of my love languages and I think I have all of them. Um, I love acts of service. Ooh, I love when people do stuff for me and uh, words of affirmation. Those kind of, squish me out but um the gifts so I usually give people like a little journal something that they can carry around like and I'm talking like three by five or maybe two by four it's like a tiny little notebook um that's easily recyclable recyclable after the fact but it's something that you can carry around because like with my creative brain I my 
first mentor ever told me this. She's like, you need to carry something around, a writing utensil and a notebook um, because you got a lot of stuff, (laughs) a lot of stuff in your head. So, and it's good. So I do, I like write stuff down. But anyway, so I give people, I usually do like the trifecta, you know, I'll do like the, the notebook and then like an inspirational pen because who doesn't want to be inspired and then chocolate. So please feel free to do that as well. And it's not, you know, it's like 20 bucks or something. I think, um, I think that that's how much I spent for, um, and I think it was like for 30 people or something anyway. Um, so if you, if you actually give people something, they're going to like you <laughs> to start with because it's unexpected. Um, you're kind of buying their attention. Uh, and that, that was my tagline when my kids were growing up. I was like, bribery, because it works. Uh, so you start out like on that, on that foot of being like, you know, of giving them with something. And the whole point of public speaking is you want to give people the information and the message that's inside of your head. You want to gift that to them in a way that is going to give them a different perspective, change their life, inspire them. Um, That's the whole point of public speaking or, or yeah, just give them information. Like, um, so, but when you give people something like that, their eyes aren't on you. So if you are freaked out about people like actually staring at you, because, you know, you don't want to be reading off cards or anything. I'm more of a like go with the flow type thing. I'm like, you know, that's kind of why I started the podcast is I can just talk about anything and everything. So um, <laughs> I usually have to have a plant in the audience who like can keep because I'll be like what was I talking about and then they'll tell me because like my brain is just you know anyway so it's the sensory thing I think it's the sensory thing but anywho so when people are like you can start by saying like you know in your notebook I want you to write on the first page like you know I'm the most important asset in my business that's what I have people write down when I do my um protecting the most important asset in your business you that's the title of it so I actually have people write that down um on the first page I am the most important asset in my business and when people are writing that down then you start talking and then you you know you've kind of like gone past that that fear of everybody like looking at you and you know wow that was a great bio you know because like when people give your bio right before you speak, it can be kind of intimidating because you're like, oh, wow, I have done a lot, you know, like I am qualified to be here. And it just puts you in a, I don't, for me, it, and it's like the imposter syndrome, but it puts me in a weird place because I'm like, oh, um, this isn't just a conversation. Like I'm qualified to be here and to do this. So that's my advice for that situation. Um I do think depending on how your brain works, like if you're more right or left brain, like, you know, the creative 
type people like go, you know, having like a rough draft where they're kind of going with the flow is a good idea. Um, you do just want to make sure that you're reaching actual points like in your message. Cause the worst thing is when they say, Hey, you've gone over and you haven't mentioned your business once. That sucks. Like I was like, Oh yeah. You know, good thing I have my product there. But anyway, um, so if you are doing like public speaking, that's on an actual like educational type uh, subject, you've probably done that. Like I didn't, I didn't go to college. Um, and like, like I said, with high school and stuff with the, the reports and the presentations and things, like a lot of them were, were group things. Um, but like, in college, I think you have to do a lot of stand-up presentations or reports. Anyway, so it's kind of like that, you know. So if you have to do something like that for your work or um, just an educational type presentation, then you can have this the slides and that kind of thing where you're pointing people's direction, you know, pointing their attention to that direction. Um, I did want to say because I had a... Uh, employer who she would throw up before she spoke every single time and my heart broke for her because I'm like that's just ugh. like starting it out puking is, I don't know, like, for me it's like oh it just it really hurts my body to throw up so um these are a couple things that I've heard in the past few years that really made an impact on me um so Marie Forleo, if you don't know her, you need to know her if you're a woman business owner. Um, it's Marie Forleo, F-O-R-L-E-O, and Marie, M-A-R-I-E. Um, her, hus- her boyfriend or fiancé, Josh, is a acting coach. And so what he – and but his dad, and I might be totally – messing up what they do like I don't know if he's an acting coach or like a but anyway he he teaches actors how to get comfortable with stage performances um and his dad I believe was a biologist and so what he does is he tells people that when you feel that nervous energy um it's actually like your cells are vibrating at a different level so like for me, that just really helped because I was like, oh, it's not me. It's not them. It's not the experience. It's an actual physiological like response that I'm having to what is about to happen, you know? So, and he's like, just call it excitement, not nervousness. Like when you, when you change the words that you use, it can really empower you. So... So that's what that's what I try to do like when my kids are playing baseball and they're pitching or it's like, you know, an important game or whatever. I will this is just one of the things I do. I do a lot of things. <laughs> I don't want them to be prepared. But anyway, um, we'll get into that some other episode. But I tell them I'm like, you know, you know, you can either think that you're nervous or you can think that you're excited for the possibilities. Like we don't know what's gonna happen, but like I think it's, you know, it, it might be better to go into it thinking like this is exciting that oh my god I'm freaking out you know so uh that that's something that helped me a lot um and I also uh and I don't want to like upset 
the left brain presenter type people uh, that are like presenting on educational type things. So here's the thing. And I know this, I know this about like every type of situation, not just public speaking, but like when, when you're around other people, they, they're more focused on what's happening with them. They're not focusing nearly as much attention and energy on you as you think they are. So when you reframe that in your mind, um, I think that can be really helpful. I wish I had been able to do that. So I have a uh, a business buddy who she actually helped me um, with the first Connector Conference. I met with her and and she gave me a lot of advice. Um, and her and I are putting on a, an event together on March 5th about how to host your own live conferences. Um, but she had asked me, and I think that's why we did end up partnering up on this next workshop, is she asked me if I would go with her to speak to PNC Bank. Um, she was launching a curated gift box that was all all women-owned businesses um and I had just launched her hideaways and or no we hadn't even launched yet anywho we were both launching around the same time I can't even remember what month that was anyway um she was like hey you know I'd love for you to put her hideaways like a a postcard or discount code or something like that in in the the it's called power her box it's p-o-w-h-e-r power box um because we want to not just have like actual tangible products but have like postcards and stuff or not postcards services (laughs) the postcards explain the service yeah so so i was like yeah let's do that you know and so i i gave her the postcard and then she was like hey my business partner had something come up, is there any chance you would be willing to talk at this event? And I was like, no. But, you know, that was like the immediate thought. I was like, no way ever. So I was like, I'll do it. I will do it. Um, that, I think I had like two days notice for that. So it was amazing because it wasn't enough time for me to like really freak out about it, you know? And so, but here's the thing with public speaking, like start in groups that you're comfortable with, but just know that the universe is going to provide you with opportunities to grow. So, you know, you're going to get asked to speak at places that are going to totally like just uh, disrupt your sanity. So I was like, oh yeah, go talk to a bunch of bankers about my brand new business that anyway so I got so her and I so it was like a lunch and learn type thing and she spoke and was amazing I learned so much about her and her like her journey as a businesswoman and I was just like oh my god who knew you know it's so funny like when you when you see people in a different light because like her and I were just like buddies like we just put on conferences you know like but like she has like this whole past and history and I was like oh this is really cool so um I, I get in there and I'm talking to them and everything 
And then like on the drive home, her and I are talking and uh, it it just hit me because I, I, I compared it to back when I was like a mortgage. I was like a uh, loan. What was it called? A loan partner or something. I don't know. It was right before the bubble burst. I like to say that I have nothing to do with that, but oh, not loan processor. Anywho, I was doing something, obviously not well. Um, and so, but at this financial company, at this lender that I was working for, we would have people come in to tell us about their services and it was a lunch and learn and they would bring food and then they would talk and they would tell us about the points that they charge and all of this. And I realized, like, at the PNC thing, I'm like, oh, a lot of those people were there for that box of goodies and for that free food. And if I just thought about, you know, like, they're not really concerned about anything I'm saying. So if I had just had that reframe before I went into that event, I think that that would have helped me so much. Because it was, oof, I tried to open with a joke, and it fell very, very flat. And I was like, oh, this is how this is going to go. Anyway, um, my voice was shaking for, like, a bizarre amount of time. Because, like, there's that that normal nervous, not nervous, that normal excited energy that makes my voice just kind of shake a little bit. Same with like, if I have a lot of coffee, um, but it, it went a lot longer than I was used to it going. And so then I started to get really irritated, <laughs> not like externally. I don't think, um, I mean, it couldn't have been too bad because Jennifer asked me to like, you know, work with her on something. So, but, um, that, if if I had gone into it thinking like, okay, like these people are here just for, so that's what I'm saying. Like anytime that you're going into public speak somewhere, like just think like, okay, these people have, it's all about them. Like they, they're there. You're just like a moment in their life, you know, like you are trying to make the most of it and make the biggest impact that you can but people have so much going on, you know, like we are so connected. There's, we're getting information all the time. So like you really, and this is something that Simon Sinek does. He, he's an amazing um, teacher of like leadership and I've binged on a lot of his stuff. He's, he's the one that did the Ted talk that was like all about the why, like know what your why is. Um, He's, he's moved on from that to, I can't remember the name of it, but he has a new book that's like the infinite game, which infinite was my word of the year. And I think 2018. Yeah. And anyway, this guy's like a genius. He's very brilliant. Um, But Simon Sinek is like, before I go and speak, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, I am here to serve because it really is all about And I know I just said like people aren't paying attention to what you're saying or whatever, but like you do have the opportunity to make some big change in people's lives. If you go into it thinking like 
this is for them. This is not for me. Who cares what I'm wearing? Who cares what I look like? I have a voice. I have a message. I have something to share to share with them. And I'm going to grab them, grab them by the interest, you know, and they can take it from there. So I believe, oh, um, I did try out Toastmasters last week. I mentioned that in one of the earlier episodes. Um, I tried out Toastmasters and I think that that could be like really beneficial for people too. It's not what I expected at all. I was asked by someone to speak to um, a college class the semester and that brought up all of my <laughs> all of my issues regarding like education and not being a graduate and you know like my idiot complex and all this stuff so I of course agreed to it I was like I would love to speak to your class and then you know proceeded to spin out and then you know anyway uh and then have some people say like, oh, it's not a big deal. I do that all the time. And I'm like, okay, cool. But, you know, so it, it just stirred up some psychological issues that I have re- regarding like higher education. So, but I was like, I have to do something more than just have this like reframe, like nobody's listening to me or because these are like impressionable college students who are taking business classes and I'm going to go in there as an entrepreneur and talk to them. And I'm and I'm scared because I don't want to freak them out and be like, look, you know, it takes a while. And, you know, like there there isn't financial security and you have to be super humble and you have to, you know, and I only know what I know and I don't know how to run a venture backed company. I don't like I know how to make good connections and inspire people and motivate people. And I know how to put on conferences. But anyway, so. I joined Toastmasters thinking that it was kind of like they would help you. Like this is how you, this is how you write a speech. And then, you know, like I thought they were going to give the mechanics and it was very different. Like you go in and it's formal and they have like a word of the night. And like, I loved it because I was like, I should, that should have been a prerequisite before you came to Charm Cardinals like meeting is try Toastmasters because it's way more formal than Charm Cardinals. And people told me that I was intense. And I mean, I am intense, but like, I'm like Toastmasters is intense. And of course I'm joining because I'm like, I really like these people. But we have one guy who gave a personal story from like his past and he like painted a, an amazing picture of it. Um, and then we had one who was telling us about like honeybees and that was like an educational story. So anyway, um, Toastmasters could be a great option, um, but just go into it knowing that you're not really going to get the mechanics. Like I think you're you're supposed to like observe and watch what people are doing and then you get up there and you talk for five to seven minutes or you give a speech and then they're critiquing you, but in a nice diplomatic way, you know, not like a, I hate you. And you like run out screaming with your arms flailing above your head, which I probably will do the first time just for dramatics. But <laughs> anyway, um, so at some point I will need to learn how to like actually from start to finish, but you know, we'll figure that out later. But those are my tips for you. 
Um, I hope that it helps. I do know that. And I'm not sure anymore, but like when I was growing up, that was like people feared public speaking more than they did death. Cause you know, I feel like death is imminent. Like nobody's avoiding it. Public speaking, you can avoid it, but you might not necessarily benefit if you avoid it. So, and the people around you won't. So let me know if this helps. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram at Charm Cardinals. And I'm wishing you the best. Thanks.